When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. fun episode for you today um i'm bringing on tina and tina is a reiki she's also a medium and she wants to talk to us today about some of the things she's experienced um we're going to go into a whole lot and just stand by and we'll go ahead and bring her on hi my name is tina clark i'm a reiki master teacher and spiritual shaman and i reside in the charleston south carolina area and I'm happy to be on the show tonight on the Bumpcast. And uh, Bo has asked me to start out talking about my experiences with the Fae or the fairies. Yes, please. Well, from what I know about the Fae and the fairies is that they've always existed. There's been many stories about them and folklore, not only in Europe, but in this country, in Hawaii, and they go by different names. Um, Basically, what I know about them is that they take care of everything in nature for us. So they help things grow, um, flowers, trees, fruit, veggies, anything like that. Um, There are in the fourth dimension. So that's why we're not able to see them. We are in the third dimension. So we're in a physical dimension, but they're in a fourth dimension. So we can kind of peek into their dimension once in a while and people will see them, but then they'll disappear or they can become invisible. And for the most part, most people I think don't see them. They do have tempers. They're very mischievous. So I'd be careful and I wouldn't mess with them in my opinion. And if you're in the forest, they're watching you. So if you think you're alone or you're hunting in the forest and nobody sees what you're doing, they are watching you. So if they feel like you're disrespectful toward nature. If you're trashing the forest or hikers come in and trash the trail, you're going to piss them off. Um, so I always try to get in good with the really pick up trash. I've always been a big environmentalist. So I, I love 
mother earth and I try to take care of her and if they feel like you're a friend then you know you'll get friendly vibes in the forest not hostile vibes yeah I also think that they can affect weather if they want to if they are for example clearing the land for houses and this is their special area they'll start a storm bring up the wind rain interfere with machines machines can break down so they can do that i wouldn't invite them in your house i had a friend that did that and the fairies were like messing with her stuff and hiding things and moving things around so don't invite them in your home let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say not and now, don't go ahead if, if they uh if they are tricksters and they mess with machinery and hot stuff in your home are are they related to or the same thing as what people call gremlins you know because i've always heard that like a mechanic you know loses his wrench you know they're like well the gremlins got it you know that kind of thing is that is that where that comes from probably and i mean the fae are, are not the only ones that can mess with you i mean Obviously, Sasquatch can do similar things. Um, ghosts can take your keys and hide them. Yeah. Uh, spirit can do that too. So, because they all kind of reside in the same dimension. So, right. they all have similar abilities. So, for me, um, everybody has a main spirit guide that they're born with. And my main spirit guide is actually a fairy. And fairies can come all different sizes. They can be tiny or they can be human size. The biggest ones I've seen are human sized, and she's a human sized one. But when I first met her, she didn't have wings. Um, and eventually she ended up getting them. So as she's guiding me on my life on earth, she's been also evolving and changing. And I found I've found that with guides and also guardians, they'll evolve and change as they grow with you. It's really interesting. They don't stay the same. Oh, cats and dogs have very um, they're like their guardian angels. Really? Yes. Yeah, so the fairies, they'll have one, two, three fairies that are kind of their guardians, like their little guardian angels. So that's really cute when I found that out. Yeah. Well, how did you learn that? I, have, you, have you been able to see that kind of stuff? Or? Uh, I can see them. I have talked to them. I can hear them. They're not talkative. They're not like the kind. There's different kinds. They won't sit down and have a long conversation with you. But there are tree spirits, too or the consciousness of trees. And I've had long conversations with trees, especially old ones. I actually wrote about it in my blog, Bo. So I do have a link to that conversation. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, so people can read that because we have this beautiful tree called Angel Oak in Charleston. And it's about 800 years old, in my opinion. The scientists aren't going to say. They don't really know anyway how old this tree is. Right. But it's huge. And it's gorgeous. It's one of my favorite places in this area. 
Oh, that's awesome. So personally, I have seen fairies of all sizes. I've seen gnomes. I've seen elves and I've seen brownies, which are kind of like household fairies. Mm -hmm. So I've seen, and then you know what? I've seen gar gargoyles before, Bo, but I'm not sure if they're in the fairy realm or what, but I've mm -hmm. seen them too. Wow. So they're in the fourth dimension. Yeah. Uh, it might be a dumb question. You might be like, well, of course, but uh, do you know how they get into our dimension or, or maybe more importantly, how we can see into their dimension? Is there a way to do that? Well, it's like an overlay, like say we, this is the third dimension and the fourth dimension kind of hangs over us and then the fifth dimension. And so it's all, we're all here together at the same time. It's whether we're perceiving that they are here okay. with us. I, I like that. I can get behind that. You know, there, there's, <laughs> stuff going, there's, there's like that, uh, I always just call it the spiritual realm. You know, it's going on around us at the same time. We just can't see it. You know, but we can feel it sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. So I have a cool story I wanted to share with your listeners about fairies. Yes. So when I grew up in New York City, but my father was from rural New Hampshire and every summer we would go visit at least for three weeks. So here's city girl gets taken to the country and I don't know what I was doing, hanging out in the pond, swimming, you know, doing country things, but I absolutely loved it. And my aunt had a swimming hole that they, a man made swimming hole that they had in their backyard that my uncle had dug up with some machinery and they had a natural spring or stream or something going through back there. And so they kind of made this mountain water pond back there. And I love water. I've always loved water. So I'm about like nine or 10 and I would, everybody would go swimming together and everybody would leave. And I would just stay there all day long. Like I never wanted to get out. So I would, it wasn't a very long walk to the pond. The bottom of a hill for my grandmother's. So whenever I want towel and my slipper, you know, my flip flops, and I would have to walk through my aunt's backyard. Well, my aunt had a German. And it wasn't a very nice German shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine like me backed up to the house. I'm in the yard. He's chained up so he can almost reach me. Okay. If I just shimmy my way against the house toward the pond he'd bark 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 at me and i swear this i was terrified of this dog his name was lightning wow. i thought he was gonna bite me or eat me or something and he would always bark at me so i decided when i got older i wanted to meditate back to that moment because i wanted to understand why this dog was always barking at me and when i saw myself shimmying along this house there were all these fairies stuck to my shirt oh my goodness 
So he was barking at the fairies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they, I guess dogs can see that. Yeah. So I was like, no wonder he was barking at me. You know, yeah. I had no awareness at the time yeah. that that was on me. So it's very interesting to go back on and reflect and yeah. go back on that moment to try to understand what was happening. Well, did it freak you out when you looked down and see these little creatures all over you? No, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and it and it made sense to me. I was like, oh, well, no wonder he was barking at me. I can never figure out why he was always like trying to get me. Wow. So, was he just excited about the fairies? I mean, if if he has a few of his own... <laughs> you know maybe maybe his fairies were on you or something you know like maybe but all i felt like he was trying to get them he yeah. wasn't trying to get me well, he might have but been they happened dog. to be hanging off of me and yeah. i had no idea wow well how, how long do, have you been able to see that kind of stuff has it been since birth or um so when when i was little I could feel spirit in the room. I could feel other people's feelings and thoughts. Sometimes I knew what they were thinking, but I didn't see anything. I didn't see like, like a lot of psychic mediums, they'll say they had a imaginary friend. I never had one, but understand that I grew up in a New York city apartment. So it wasn't exactly hanging out in nature i didn't have a lot of outdoor time so i i always felt everything and i think the feeling was the hardest to block out Uh, i mean the feeling yeah i couldn't block that one out i could block the seeing and everything so when i started meditating like actively about 10 years ago i started seeing a lot okay in my meditations and I I would even do these guided meditations and I would see everything that they were telling me that they were walking me through so then I I just started meditating on my own without any assistance and then I started seeing things and talking to other beings and so that wasn't until like seven years ago when i really started seeing and talking to spirit yeah did you have a uh you said you had a guide you had somebody to to help show you through this stuff because a lot of times you know it's like a hereditary kind of thing like people will say that they had a grandmother or an aunt that you know had these abilities and they basically saw that in the child and they'll bring it out of them you know to help them out it sounds like yours was you had that desire and you you did you seek out somebody to help you develop this i didn't have anybody growing up like me um if my family members had abilities they had shut them down in fact i know i have ancestors that had abilities and they shut them down because it was dangerous And, um, but I did hear that my grandfather on my mother's side had two sisters and the story were that those sisters, one could talk to spirit and the other one could see them. 
but this is so long ago it's, it, we can't verify this information right. but basically this was in the philippines because that's my mom's side of the family so in the philippines they call that like a medicine man or a medicine woman mm -hmm. like a healer that people would go to so i heard through a cousin of mine that we had that but I can't verify it. So I wish I had a grandmother to help me. I had nobody. I, it was like sink or swim, Bo, like figure it out or be really uncomfortable because, you know, you know, spirits in the room, but you're scared, you know, as a child. Yeah. So, but the ironic thing is I used to read all these books on mediums and think, wow, it would be so cool to be a medium. <laughs> I mean, no idea that I could actually do it. Yeah. So there was a reason why I was drawn to those kind of stories and books. But it wasn't until, so 2011, I got my first psychic reading. And just to back up a little, my, my father died when I was 18 in 1991. So, and he was this amazing soulmate of mine like he understood me I think he knew what I was but yeah. he never articulated it but he kind of nurtured it because he was buying me books on UFOs and ghosts and stuff <sighs> yeah yeah so he passed away and um when I was 18 and when he passed away I really felt his energy around me and I thought, wow, there must be life after death. He must be, I feel him with me, even though I can't speak to him or see him. So that I went from like, I don't know if God exists to I know God exists yeah. at the age of 18. And then fast forward to 2011, I had my first psychic re reading. And a lot of people ask me, why'd you take what took you so long? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and guess what? I was suspicious of people just like anybody else. I was like, how do I know they're the real thing? How do I know that they're authentic and not going to trick me? See, yeah. I came from that place too. Yeah. But I had a recommendation with a friend to see the psychic and she's like, let's make appointments together, you know, back to back. And this man was a psychic and he'd been around a long time, but he wasn't really out there on, on the internet or anything. But I think he had been doing readings for a long time. And I said, I would really love to talk to my father. And he said, you know, I'm sorry. I don't like to do those kind of readings. Oh, wow. So I was really disappointed. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll respect that. And then he just kept telling me about myself and talking about my energy. And then he said, you know, there's a male man in this room. Like he has dark hair and his name starts with a J. And I was like, oh, you're, that's my dad. His, <laughs> wow. his nickname is Jerry. Yeah. And I looked at him pleading, like, can we talk to him, please? <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, he, let, he let it happen. So he's like, okay, since he's here. And so I was able to talk to him for the first time. And let's see, he died in 91. So that was 2011. So, you know, it's been a long time. Right. 
And after that, something clicked in me, Bo. I was like, this stuff is real. Like yeah. this guy was 99% right about everything. And then that just opened the door to me looking at all kinds of metaphysical subjects, reincarnation, um, angels, anything that I could get my hands on. I was reading about it and I, I dove in head first and I haven't really slowed down since. <laughs> well, I don't blame you with, with all the knowledge that you've gained, you know, and from having an experience like that, you know, I, I had a psychic experience too. Um, it was after my grandmother passed away. I was in Louisiana at the time. And I've talked about that on past shows, but it, it does change you. It makes you realize that there are people out there with these genuine gifts. And I don't know if we all have that ability or if it's something that just certain individuals have, but it's very real. And uh, I, I can't wait to hear more about what you've experienced and how you've developed it. Now, you talked I... about uh, your relationship with spirit um is that what the your your guide goes by is just spirit or is there a specific name for her? i don't know if it's him oh my my spirit guide the main one the fairy her name's miriam miriam um but we have we could have like 20 people 20 guides Bo, at any time i mean i don't even know if you could put a number on it it depends on what you're doing, what you want to accomplish. So each guide will come and help you with that certain part in your life. Like, for example, say you have a guide that's helping you um, everything to do with your throat chakra, like speaking, marketing, you know, the podcast, everything. You could have a guide that just helps you with that. But I did do, I did tell you this story before, like on the phone, um, last time we talked, but it was about this guided meditation that I did to meet your spirit guide. Yeah. So when I first started meditating, and I encourage people who don't meditate, start with a guided meditation, because it's much easier to follow someone's voice and clear your mind that way until you get like disciplined enough to clear your own mind during meditation. So I'm doing a spirit guide meditation and I'm following the lady's voice. She's like, go down the stairs into the temple and in the temple, you will meet your spirit guide. And that being is coming before you and coming closer. So everything that she's saying is happening in the meditation. And I see this being with a blue robe and brown hair and slowly his face starts to become clearer and clearer. And then I see wings behind him. And then the lady continues in the guided meditation, talk to your spirit guide and ask him his name. So I did, I was like, what's your name? And he said, I'm Archangel Gabriel. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was 
totally shocked. I was stunned. And then the lady keeps talking and I'm like, Shh, wait a minute, like, <laughs> wait a minute. So I asked him, I said, are you Archangel Gabriel from the Bible? And he's like, yes, I'm the one and the same. So totally unexpected. I thought I was just going to get like spirit guide and Archangel showed up and I was stunned, but he's been with me ever since. He's he's been with me since childhood, to be honest. But I, mm. he really came forward. So the archangels were really my biggest guides when I started really waking up in 2011 and forward. And then as I've grown, those guys they kind of stepped backward, and other beings have stepped forward to guide me. Wow. Well, let me ask you this, and it, uh, hopefully it's not too personal or too hard of a question, but I I can totally see how, you know, this spiritualism and, you know, the metaphysical world coincides with, uh, I guess you would just call it religion, um, your belief in God, you know, theism. How does it work out for you? Um, is there an interference at all between, you know, your belief in God and then all these interdimensional beings that you work with, or is there, is there a room, is there a room for all of it for you? Or? Well, I wouldn't describe myself as religious. Right. I did grow up Catholic and I studied the Bible and I went to Catholic school. So I'm familiar with the stories of the Bible. Um, I'm, I'm more spiritual and I believe that we're all a spark of the creator. We're all part of him. And that I, if I want to connect to the creator, I can do that. So, so at any time, I don't have to go to a certain building or services or anything. And, and I always say the earth is my church. Mm -hmm. So if I want to connect, I, I go within or I go outside. Yeah. There's a two ways to connect to your higher self, you know, your inner divine self. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> it sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, there's something else we talked about over the phone. And the, the first time we talked, you just, your presence about it was just so comfortable. I was talking to you about, uh, we talked about how a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows are always about negative things and you weren't too crazy about only hearing the negative or the scary. You like to talk about the more positive, but I'm not trying to make this a negative podcast at all uh, by any means, but you were talking about your power over the negative entities and mm -hmm. um, how you didn't you prefer not to even call them by what they are because they liked it and you were you were just so comfortable talking about like eh, no they're nothing i'll just tell them to leave can, can, you, <laughs> can, you, can you go into that and how you have such confidence over uh the scary stuff well you know well growing up i was scared all the time so I want people to understand that 
I've evolved into the person that I am today. And when I was a child, I was scared of the dark. I was scared of Bigfoot. I was scared of everything. And when I started doing this type of work, and I realized that I could communicate with these beings, and it wasn't some awkward, silent thing anymore. Oh, I know you're there, but don't show yourself, which is what I did for 40 years. <sighs> and I started saying, okay, who are you? Do you need help with something? You know, can do you have a message for me? So I started the conversation, and then the fear kind of fell away after that. Um, and I decided not to be afraid anymore because I was sick of being afraid. Yeah. So I just spent so much of my life afraid of this stuff. So I just decided to take back my own power and help these beings if they needed it. And were they all good? No, definitely not. And working with spirit beings, they have an energetic signature and a personality so i was telling you before that i recognize the personality of gabriel and michael which they have very different personalities but i'm very familiar with how they feel so i just used that to kind of assess the beings that i was interacting with and some of them were lying to me and that got my flag up yeah. and i was like Mm, this doesn't feel good. I don't know what this is. So the first time I ever encountered a dark entity or what I call trickster type of spirit was in France in 2017. And I was in a tour of um, Templar and Cathar sites in Southern France. And we were staying in this really nice house and sharing it with a you know, the tour guides and the people on the tour. And I had my own room and I was already in bed. I had turned off the light and I hear knock, knock, knock on my door. And I was like, okay. So I get up and open the door and it's my friend, Joanne, who's in the next room. And she just starts talking really fast. <laughs> she says, there's something in the room. There's something in the room. I can't sleep, Tina. Like you have to get up and check it out. And I was like, why am I the one? <laughs> <laughs> why am I the one to do it? Because she was too scared yeah. to. And I was like, fine. So we went to another person's room and she was fast asleep. And she said, there's something in this room. And, you know, she's a, she's very spiritual too. So she has also got abilities. So this is coming from somewhere. So I look in the room and I'm like, I don't really feel like anything's in this room. Like, I think she's just having dreams. The lady's having dreams and maybe you're picking up on her dreams. Okay. And so after talking with it, with her, she felt better. We both went back to our rooms, but I decided to get in bed and scan the house. So I can scan the energy of a house, especially if I can see it, like I know the house, so I can just walk energetically into it. 
So I went into the kitchen downstairs and I went into, I was like, is there anything here? And I was walking through the house and then I went to the third floor to the top floor and there was something up there, Bo, and it wasn't good. Hmm. And it was in the corner. And I asked, I was like, what's your name? And he wouldn't tell me. And I was like, well, what are you? And he wouldn't tell me. And I was like, you need to leave. I don't know what you are. And so I asked Archangel Michael to grab him and take him out of there. So it basically banished him out of there. Oh, wow. So that was the first time I encountered one. And then, of course, I started encountering more and more of them after that. Right. But I developed the ability to clear them out, not just banish them, but guide them into the light to the other side. Um, to source so they're no longer here so I started doing that because let's take care of the problem Bo. let's not just banish yeah. them to somewhere else where they cause uh, someone else problems yeah well how do you do it like uh, I, I know you can't just be like well you do this this and this and it's done you know you've been doing this for 10 years obviously right um, well, it, it's funny because I had my mentor and Reiki teacher, I had a session with her about this because okay. I was having some problems after France. France was like really tough. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all had issues like after France, but um, she said, you know, together we saw that I had a life as a young girl in France. And I was about 18 or 19 and I could see, I was wearing like these leather pants and a, and a long sleeve shirt and I had long blonde hair and braids. And in that lifetime, I was capture, I was capturing dark entities and trapping them in a cave. Oh, wow. And I, I somehow I had learned how to do that in that life. But here's, here's the thing. Once they were trapped, I didn't know what to do with them. Mm -hmm. So we had this entire cave of dark entities trapped in there. And my mentor was like, well, what do you want to do, Tina? And I was like, well, let's release them into the light because we know how to do that now. I know how to do that now. So we did that. So how do I know how to do it? Oh, I've done this many times. And when, if you come into a lifetime and you're seem really talented at things, you've probably worked on it real hard before. And that's why you're so good at it. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at with reincarnation. When people ask me, how do I believe in that? I'm like, well, look at these four-year-old pianists that can play, you know, play like nobody else at that. That to me is a sign that they brought something with them, <laughs> you know, from, from, yes. before. so I see what exactly. you're saying. Yeah. You, yeah. You've been this, uh, is shaman a good word? Is Yep. Mm -hmm. So you've been like a shaman in the past. Um, I've been a lot of things. I've been a shaman. I've been a priestess. And I've been a druid. I've been a midwife. I've been probably witches more times than I could count. <laughs> you know, I mean, there. I don't need to know all of it. I just in this lifetime, I'm pulling on those lifetimes, like the wisdom that I had, and I'm using it now. And I know that's one of the reasons why I'm here is to use those gifts. 
now. You've talked before too. You've mentioned, uh, I've heard you mention Bigfoot a couple of times. So I know from our phone call what you've told me before, but can you, can you go ahead and go into that too? Would you mind? Is that putting you on the spot too much? No. So I've always been kind of interested in creatures like Bigfoot, you know, like, yeah, my dad was buying me books on UFOs and stuff when I was little and I was always reading ghost stories and, and anything paranormal really interested me, which makes sense now, right? Why I would be drawn to those topics, but I really got into some of the podcasts in the past couple of years that were really, really good. And there was a point in my life where I thought, no way could we have Bigfoot, like how? how could we have Bigfoot and how could he hide in the forest? <laughs> but you know, Bo, once you listen to these podcasts, I mean, the evidence is kind of overwhelming. Yeah. So I pretty much, you know, if I, if I'm going to say like fairies are real, like well, how, how can Bigfoot not be real? Like not all these people are lying. Give me a break, yeah. you know? So uh, a couple of years ago, I went out to Montana and I visited the megaliths out there. So if your listeners don't know, we have megaliths in this country and they're in the forest. Yes. And Montana has a bunch of them. So there's a woman named Julie Ryder, who's like the caretaker of these places. And I went out there and she took me into the forest for a couple of days. And we just hiked and looked at all these spots. And at the very last day, she says, well, I'm going to take you to this location and this is the Sasquatch sacred ground. And I looked at her and I was like, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay. Cause in this situation, when you're in this situation, you just go, you just go with it, Bo. You know, you're just like, okay, well take me there. So she took us to the spot. We parked, we hiked a little bit. And we're hiking, and it's a pretty used trail. It's all national forest land. Um, there was nobody there. When we were in Montana, we barely saw anybody in the forest. Yeah. Um, it was just her and me and my friend. And then we came upon on the trail these two big rocks that were flanking the trail. And then she turns to us and says, this is a portal. And she said, some people can't get past these rocks. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually stopped there. We sat there on the, I sat on the rock and she was telling her stories. And then we got up and you could kind of feel like an energetic change there. I don't know what put that there, but maybe it was a probably protection. Yeah from anyone going there that didn't need to be there. And so we kept walking and Julie keeps talking and she says, yeah, I took some people on this trail once and the Sasquatch were throwing pine cones at us the whole time. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hoping for a pine cone to come out. 
I seriously did that, Bo. I was like, oh my God, if you are in the forest, throw a pine cone on me, please. Yeah. Like I wanted, I wanted to see something, but nothing happened. And then at one point she stopped and she was talking and behind her, I saw on the forest floor was a hawk feather. And I was super excited because as a shaman, you have power animals. And one of my power animals is a hawk. This is something I kind of wanted. So she's so close to it. I can't touch it yet without bumping into her. So she finally moves and I pick it up and I was like, what is this? And she's like, that looks like a hawk feather. Well, well, I really believe that's a gift from the Sasquatch people. Yeah. Because it was sitting right there. And I noticed it. So we continued on. We finally got to the sacred um, grove, which was really pretty. And I'm looking all around. Like I'm really looking and I don't see anything. So they never showed themselves to us. They kept it. They were at a distance for sure. So we did a ceremony there. We had our crystals and our incense and we were called to do like a special ceremony there. And then we left some incense there. And, we, and I took pictures too. I had my camera the whole time. I took pictures. I didn't see anything. So we walked back to the car. And when I looked at those pictures later, I saw some in my pictures, but you really have to zoom in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've had people look at those pictures and see them, like help me identify where they are. So they, they were in my pictures and they, and I caught them in my pictures in other places too. Oh, wow. If you're looking for the ultimate gear in EDC or survival, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check them out. Um, I've had Chris on the show a couple of times. It's his business. It's veteran owned. Every component of every product is 100% made in America. Plus you get packs that, that have the coolest names ever. You know, like the Rock Ape or the Minahuni. Go check out SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Uh, use promo code BUMP10 and save 10% off of any product site-wide. So at another point um, in that very same trip, we went to another location, me and my friend, just the two of us. And we were next to this giant megalith. It was huge. And I decided to go left around the megalith and she decided to hang out right. So I went off by myself, which I'm, I would probably be more careful now, but knowing what we know about what happens in the forest, <laughs> Yes. but right. But you know how uh, Sasquatch leaves the X's in trees. Yeah. I saw one. Really? And I walked up to it and cause I'm telepathic and I know they're telepathic. I said, is it okay for me to go in here? And I got a yes. And so I walked through the X and I walked around and I definitely felt like I was being watched. But I also felt like they were not exactly 100% sure i should be there yeah not really so I was, they yeah like they let me but they're they're not sure about me 
is the feeling I got. So I definitely felt that. And I'm still taking pictures, which, you know, we know that they don't like their pictures taken. But at this point in my life, I didn't know that. Right. So I'm taking pictures. I saw another X, like literally 20 feet from the other one. So this is a spot that they don't want people to be at. Yeah. That's what I was getting. But they allowed me. And so I didn't stay there very long. I turned around and left. Nothing happened. So fast forward. I think it was like a couple of months later, I was in, in my bathroom and I did one of those questions. I wonder, blah, blah, blah. And I have to be careful when I do that because sometimes I get answers and I don't expect it. So what I asked was in my, just my head, I wasn't really asking anybody. I was like, I wonder if Sasquatch goes into people's houses. And I heard a yes. Mm. I heard, yes, we do, but we don't like to do it without that person's permission. And I was like, who am I talking to right now? Who is this? And he said that his name was Joseph and that he was the head of his male clan, the one that had been by that megalith with the exes. And then he just started talking to me and I started asking him a lot of questions. Like what? What'd you ask? I want, to, <laughs> yeah, I want to know more. So I asked him. He told me a story. He said that we know who you are and we've been watching you since you were little. And I was like, and I just listened to him tell me that in New Hampshire, they used to watch me from the forest which makes sense because I told you Bo earlier, I always felt like I was being watched yeah. in those woods around my grandmother's house. And I felt uncomfortable. And he said that one time I was a toddler and I wandered off into the woods and like my parents didn't even realize I was gone. And he said that they picked me up and took me back. And I have no recollection of this at all, like no memory at all. Wow. Wow. So they know you. If they consider you a friend, they will take care of you in the forest. They will watch over you like your protectors. But you got to respect them and you have to respect nature. Yeah. Well, if that was in New Hampshire and you were in Montana, that just makes so many more questions. Uh, okay, so they talk to each other. They know each other. Yeah. So the different families, the different Sasquatch families, they can telepathically um, communicate with each other. Okay. They're not just animals in the forest. Think of this, Bo. Imagine if we were living in the forest all the time, one with nature, mm -hmm. sensitive to its temperature, its changes, we would be like Sasquatch. Every noise we would be able to recognize, every feeling, you know, they're extremely connected to their environment and we're disconnected from nature. We forgot how to connect to nature. They are nature. They're in it all the time. Right. 
So they know about each other yeah. and they'll, they know about you. Well, so if you've had encounters then they know who you are. Yeah. Well, I hope they know to be nice to me. <laughs> 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 so would that make uh, Bigfoot in, in our third dimension or are they also able to go into the fourth dimension? Because that, I'm asking that because I'm trying to get some, I'm trying to learn, you know, that I, I want to learn from everybody. And, you know, you see tracks all the time of two or three footprints and then they just disappear, you know, and I don't know how else to explain that unless they're stepping in and out of, you know, our dimension. Um, and maybe that track goes all the way through the snow and we can only perceive so many of them because it steps outside of our time, our, our, you know, our, our view. I think they are interdimensional, but guess what, Bo? So are we. They just know what they're doing. Yeah. They're just open to it. We just forgot how to do it. I mean, we're a soul in a body that's already interdimensional. Right. We're already interdimensional beings. Yeah, right. So I do think they go in and out. I think they're mostly fourth dimension, but they come into the third back and forth very easily. Hey, I have a theory about those knocks that they hear in the forest. Do you want to hear it? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever said this. Okay. And I've listened to hundreds and hundreds of podcast episodes and read tons of books on this subject. Yeah, you listen to Wes, so I'm, I know you've heard hundreds <laughs> just from his. I have. Yeah. So I'll tell you where this theory came from. So one morning I was waking up and I heard this sound that sounded like spoons and forks being banged together. And it was really loud and clear. I wasn't dreaming. Like I wasn't, I was awake. And so I asked Archangel Michael, you know, my go-to guy for what the heck is this questions. Yeah. And I was like, what is that noise? Am I hearing another dimension? I asked him, am I hearing something overlaying my dimension? He's like, no, you just popped into your body. He said, I left my body. And I came back and that clanging sound was my body, my astral body popping into the physical. So my theory is with those popping noises yeah. is that Sasquatch is popping in and out of our dimension. Wow. That they're not necessarily all tree knocks. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You know, That's weird, right? That is that weird. bizarre. I think I thought I was like, what? That is weird. And I never heard it again. Like for some reason, I only heard it once. Yeah. But there is a sound that that is made when you move in and out of dimensions. Yeah. You know, that ties into. Uh, it, it's that popping metallic popping sound that uh have you watched the missing 411 shows that are on Amazon? The movies? Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Did you did you watch the one that's called like Hunters or Hunting or something like that? Yes. Yeah. One of those old men disappeared and his 
you know, they, they had zero on, you know, where he could have went or whatever, of course. But one of his buddies made mention on that, on his interview that he heard what sounded like a gigantic metal trap, just a big clang. And he I had bet no, that's what it was. He had no clue. What yep. it so you might be onto something there, Tina. <laughs> I think I am. I, I, I usually am. Yeah. I usually know what I'm talking about, Bo. So that's what I think it is. Wow. Well, I think that's great. Uh, I, I like I like new ideas, new theories. That makes sense to me. I mean, hell, why not? <laughs> you know. I've got a million theories, so, and I think outside the box, and I always have. Yep. I I cannot think inside a box. Like I don't even operate in the box. Yeah. Uh, yeah I was. I've been told before that I live outside the box. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do I. It's okay. I'm like really far from the box. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's it's. There's more space outside than inside, so it's all right. Well, is there anything else you want to touch on or talk about? Did, did we miss anything? Well, you did want me to talk about power over the negative. Did you want me to go into that some yeah, more? Yeah, yeah okay. sure. So we, we mentioned before that we're interdimensional. We're souls in a body having this experience on earth. We're having multiple experiences on earth and multiple experiences elsewhere because we actually are great multitaskers. But why don't we know about these other lives? Right. Well, it would be super confusing. I mean, we could we probably couldn't even hold it together if we knew. So we get bits and pieces. But what I wanted to say to everyone is there's a lot of fear about spirit and especially about dark entities. And I want them to know that as humans in a soul with a body that we have a lot of power on this planet to dictate what happens and that spirit is not in charge of us we're in charge of them and to really that we're powerful beings and um those beings that interfere with us or break our you know interfere with our free will they're breaking universal laws so we get to say what happens to them which to me they get to leave they need to leave. So that's why I'm able to do what I do. I'm not special. It's just that I'm not afraid. And if you do this kind of work with the darks, you know, the dark entities, you can't be afraid at all. Because they sense weakness and they're just going to feed off of the fear. That's their food. Yeah. That's what you told me before. They, they, they feed off that. They to get yeah. empowered by your fear why do they feed off of that because they're disconnected from source we're all connected to source and they're disconnected from it so they're actually like parasites feeding off of human emotional fear yeah. um but they've just lost their way yeah. and i think just think of them as just another being that kind of lost their way and they need help. And they have come to me for help. 
they've wanted to leave and I've helped them. Right. So it's getting very uncomfortable on the planet for them, which is good news because that means our vibrations are all rising and we're getting more positive and loving on this planet and it's getting hard for them to be here. Good. <laughs> right? Good. But then they get kind of desperate sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's like the last desperate action that they have to do. Yeah. But no, I just think of them as just another being, another spark that lost their way and they need to be shown the way yeah. the way back home now how do you not fear them like can they physically hurt you can they spiritually hurt you or is there like a, a protection that you can put over yourself and if so what is that <laughs> like, <laughs> well I'll, i have another story then Okay. So a couple of years ago, I was not in, in my last house. I had found, you know, I do that whole scanning thing of the house before I go to bed. So I know what's in the house and make sure it's clear. Nice. So I do that. I did that every night, every night. And I still do it here, but I've got so much energy in my current home that it kind of like operates on its own, which is awesome. But I did have to do a lot of that kind of checking. And I'm territorial. I don't want spirit in my house. And I don't, I don't see why anybody would want them there. You know? Yeah. Um, so I checked the garage and I found this being in the garage. And he had sharp features and he was kind of skinny. And I was like, well, what are you? And he said, oh, I'm an elf. And I was like, Okay. So I let him be there, big mistake. Yeah. So one night, and I don't know what the time frame was. It wasn't soon after. One night I was walking from the bathroom to my bed, getting ready to go to sleep. And that being got in my face. Hmm. And I could see sharp teeth and sharp claws and he got in my face and he said i'm your worst nightmare mm -mm. and i said to him no you're not get out of my face right now and so i have learned recently that there's a net of light that you can capture beings in and i asked the warrior angels of light to capture that being and get him away from me and pull him out of my house Wow. And he can't run away after that. But you know what, Bo? They've never run away. I don't know. I think they're, I think they've been getting away with everything for thousands of years on this planet and no one has been stopping them. No one has been, had, you know, not, not saying no one. Okay. Jesus probably definitely knew what he was doing. Oh yeah. But you know, few, few, he was casting out demons in the Bible. What do you think he was doing? Yeah. So there, there were beings, right. There are beings that did it. I think for the most part, they got cocky and they were just, you know, terrorizing people, scaring people, attaching to people, yeah. possessing people with no one was stopping them. And I think when they encounter me, they still don't believe that I can 
take care of them. Yeah. Do you think that that's because people lack faith? You know, they, they get this cockiness about them because we don't have the same faith that, you know, we used to have. I think we just don't learn this stuff. I mean, we're taught to be afraid. You know, we're taught to be afraid of the devil and afraid of Satan and and just pray and and run away. And prayer does work. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Um, but remember, Jesus said that we could do everything that he could do. Right. right. He meant it. Yeah. He didn't yes. mean, oh, you can just do some of what I do. That's not what he said. Right. He, he said, said all this you and more. Can... Yeah. Right. He's like, you can do everything I can do. Yeah. So he was a master. We are masters. So yeah, they're they're silly. Like I've even talked to dark entities and I've said, look, you know what I do. Why are you even here? <sighs> you know? Well, yeah. we didn't really believe. We were just curious about you. There's a lot of curiosity. They'll be like, oh, we were very curious about you. Yeah. And when they come around me, I know it. So that was the closest one got to me because I made the mistake of allowing him to be in my garage. And to him, that was like, oh, you're invited to come in. Right. So I never do that anymore. No. I've never done that again. <laughs> <laughs> do, does, do you encounter them often? I would say yeah. not at your house. Mm, I do encounter them. Um, I wouldn't say often, but for example, just Sunday night, I had one of, outside my house. So I had, I kept waking up and I have nights where I sleep well and I have nights where I don't. And this night I woke up, I kept waking up and it was like 4 a.m., and I just sensed that something was up there. And I was like, well, who are you? What are you? I think I already knew. I can already feel it. Yeah. And he said, he started saying the same thing that other one started saying to me. He said, I'm your worst. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I captured him in the net of light. And he didn't really fight me. Like, that's the thing. He was like, fine. They want to go. I'm I'm done for. Yeah. You know, and then now I've learned they have like a hierarchy where they have like shadow people and that what I call their dark minions to do their bidding that they bully. Uh -huh. So when I clear one of these big ones, I always ask that anything attached to them go with them too. Job. And this one had 2,000 of those little minions, dark minions. And they went with him too. Good. You're right. Clearing the, you're clearing the way. <laughs> it's a nonstop job. I need help. <laughs> yeah, down there in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> God, Charleston is so haunted. Oh my God. Yeah. This stuff yeah. here. You got a lot of history down there. Wow. Yeah, I want to tell another story because do it. Go for it. 
In this current house I'm in, I had a lot of problems because of the land here. Just like a lot of land is getting dug up and it's literally just, okay, the ashes of our ancestors are being dug up on the earth and it just throws everything off in this area. So I remember I was constantly clearing out these dark entities out of my house and I was getting really tired of it. Like, I was like, why is this constantly happening? So I kept like clearing and shielding. I realized I had two mirrors facing each other in the master bathroom that was creating a portal. Oh, wow. But I never had that before, but they were coming in my bathroom. So to fix that, I hung crystals in the mirrors and that stops them from coming through. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. Write that down. <laughs> Stop that problem. Now I put crystals on every mirror in my house because now I'm like kind of paranoid about it. Yeah. But I remember one day, it's probably nighttime because I do a lot of my like work at night before I go to sleep. Because that's when it's quiet and I can focus and I can kind of reach out with my feelers on what's going on. Standing there with a staff. And I asked him, I was like, who are you? And he said, I've been following you since high school. Mm. But I never sensed him until that moment. And I was like, you're the one who's sending all that st those dark shadow people at me. You're the one doing it. Because I just had this knowing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, it was me. He was like, we've had, we have a past, he said. We have, I know you, he said. And I was like, well, I don't care. Like, you need to stop. So I didn't like this guy at all. Like, he didn't. He felt bad to mm. me. Um, so I called an Archangel Michael. I have a guardian dragon that I called in. And I was like, I need you right now because I don't know who this guy is. And I, I called on the warrior angels of light. And I said, please capture this being. They put a net around him. And this is the first and last time I've ever seen this. He started pulling the net apart with his hands. Wow. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's really strong. Yeah. And so I started, I said, warrior angels of light, I need you on the ground. I need you surrounding this being. Like he's trying to get away. And so he stopped doing that, but he was pissed. He was so mad. Wow. He was so mad. And I said, you are going to source. Your time is done here and you're leaving. And after that, everything calmed down because he was just sending one being after another after me. Yeah. Since high school. I don't know, but definitely while I was living here, because yeah. I was really tired of all the clearing work I had to do here. Yeah. And I was like, why the hell does, like, why are they keep coming at me? You know? Yeah. And sometimes it's a test. Sometimes, oh, you moved to a new location. You're new here. We heard about you, but we're going to test you to see who you really are. Are you really fearless? Like we heard. 
So after that, it calmed down. And I'm telling you, the dragon like comes in and they all run for the hills. <laughs> what? They're so scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> Does it look like a dragon? Like, you know, yep. really? Yep. Well, hell, I guess I'd run too, <laughs> you know? Yep. He's my guardian and he used to sleep on the top roof of my house for a while, but he doesn't need to be here that much anymore. Yeah. Because I got things under control. Yeah. Finally. It sounds like it. So dragons are amazing. And I heard that angels are stepping aside as guardians and, and dragons are coming in to help us. Really? Yeah. So if you feel like this resonates with you, Bo, or anyone listening, I would encourage you to call your dragon in and start developing a relationship with your dragon. You know, I, I talked to somebody else who uh, channels dragons and stuff. Um, she's in Canada and she's, she's on shows all the time. She was on coast to coast and everything else. Um, so she was she was on an episode uh, that I did. I can't remember the name of the episode. Let me see. Hold on a second. I don't I don't mean to pull up my phone. Yeah, I want to listen now. Let's see. She was on, and I don't know if I let even even asked her to get into it about the dragons, but she was on season two, episode seven, Medicine Lake Sasquatch and metaphysical healing yeah the dragon thing's fairly new for me but it's really exciting yeah. because What's... this is going back to my origin as a soul yeah is my dragon self so i just discovered that like in the past year yeah well, this is what... pretty new stuff for me but it it's fun it really resonates and dragons are amazing beings. They used to be on this planet. That's why we have so much folklore and stories about them. Right. And then they decided to leave. Guess why? Because we were attacking them, enslaving yeah. them, using them, you know, trapping them. And they got tired of it. Yeah. You know, so they moved into the fourth dimension or higher. But they've always been here. We just, like couldn't see them we weren't they weren't in the physical anymore right yeah you're the only you're only the second person i've heard even mention dragons and that's i think that's interesting and her name is danielle diva borazon she's a a greek canadian and wait i, I, think, I think i remember her i think you would like her she's on instagram is she the one that saw the Sasquatch in Canada and then it ran away from her and she said it was scared of her? Yes. Yes, I heard that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she's on Instagram. We you know, we talk quite often. Um, yeah. And she's a really cool she, person. So she was I, really good. Yeah. That makes me her. sad when I hear that Bigfoot is scared of us. Yeah. Well, because like I told you we're like turtles compared to them yeah you know we're slow we you know they could just like you know they're so fast it just it's just weird that they're scared of us but it might be the negativity that they don't like you know 
Yeah, our hostility. Is there... <laughs> We're angry little people, you know. Oh yeah, and when people are afraid, they get, you know, they're unpredictable. And so I know I just listened to Wayne C. episodes were <laughs> so good, and he said that uh, that they try to scare you to see how you what kind of person you you are, which yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. I've, I haven't, they've never, they've always been so benevolent with me, but I will tell you, I did face down an angry Sasquatch once. You did? I did. Where at? He came into my house. I'm listening. <laughs> so I was watching TV and I live in an area in Charleston that's getting developed really fast. So they're cutting down trees and building. There's a lot of kind of, you know, like I said, they're digging in the earth and, you know, stirring things up literally. So I was watching TV and it was like where your, your, uh, your antenna goes up. Mm -hmm. And I just turned and I looked at the hallway and there was this massive male Sasquatch standing in the hallway. And I was just getting anger from him. And I was like, what are you doing in my house? You know, he didn't really talk to me. I just didn't really like him. And then I just called my dragon to take him out. Yeah. And it's like watching a vacuum cleaner suck somebody <laughs> out of your house. It was so fast. It was like, <laughs> he's gone. So he was angry because the trees were getting cut down behind my house, which I have no power over. Like, I can't do anything about that. Um, but I did get an apology from the Sasquatch later about him. Wow. So I went to North Carolina last summer and I connected with the local Sasquatch. I usually try to feel if they're there. I don't always feel them, but sometimes I do. And then I end up talking to a few of them but this one was a female she felt like the leader of her clan she's like we wanted to apologize for him because he should have not done that and that we reprimanded him for what he did wow so word got out they know yeah like i said they know they're connected they they must be very connected they're very connected so she's like we he got in trouble for that and i was like well thank you i appreciate that wow i don't want any more angry sasquatches in my house no no i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't care for that either yeah. i'm still paying on this house i, I got a mortgage <laughs> oh but tina thank you so much for sharing your stories with me it's been a lot of fun uh it'll probably be around a month before this episode airs so just yeah and if anybody wants to reach out to me i'm real open you know i'm out there you know if i cared what people thought then i wouldn't be doing this or talking about this but you can find me on my website tinakinneyclark.com um i'm also starting my own podcast so i'm looking for guests and hoping bo will be a future guest and Absolutely. it's called my weirdest experience yes my weirdest experience and i will definitely come on there because i i got some some weird stuff i think i think i could hang for a couple of conversations anyway 
Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And yeah, uh, thank you, Bo. If anybody wants to find you on Instagram, is that okay? Yep, I'm on Instagram at Stargazing Angel Charleston. All right. All righty. Well, I'll holler at you here in a few minutes on Instagram, I'm sure. All right. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to thebumppodcast.com, click the holler at me button, and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.